This is the book of Galatians, chapter 5. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You are trying to be justified by the law, have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. This is an important one because, as Paul says, it's faith expressing itself through love. But we need to know what what does love mean? Like, how do you express through love? Well, Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commands or and if you love God you will obey the, his commands so obeying the commands shows God that we love him so that's how we express our faith is by being obedient so you were running a good race who cut in on you who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. Brothers and sisters, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. As for agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. So you can see Paul was pretty frustrated with here, with people here, because apparently they were telling people that you need to get circumcised and you couldn't be a believer if you didn't get circumcised. But Paul's saying, you know, you don't have to do that. That is not a requirement. And he was arguing and he was, I guess... They were still trying to justify under the law. They were trying to check all the boxes of what the law requires so that they could have eternal life. But Paul is saying, stop, quit doing that. You know, you only get it through through Jesus. Jesus is the only way that we are ever, ever able to get that. So you can't get it by, you can't get into eternity. It's it's really giving glory to God. That's the, the bottom line of this all, is recognizing who made it possible for us to be in eternal life in the future. And that's Jesus. Jesus is the one who made it possible, the only one who made it possible. And it was through the grace of God that he gave that to us because we didn't deserve it. It wasn't for us being good because we were all sinners when Jesus came. And it had nothing to do with our goodness, but it was just the grace of God, the love of God that he has for all of mankind to give us a solution that we could never fill on our own. So it's a, it is a complicated um, concept, um, but faith is really what is required. 
faith leads to, but we don't, but we can't forget about repentance because Jesus said that from the time he started doing ministry. And that's the one thing that when people start talking about grace too much and not emphasizing the repentance part, I think that's an incomplete message as well, because the law shows us what we did, how we sinned, and then we need to repent of that. But then the only way we get there is by is through Jesus, through what Jesus did. And no one can take credit for that except for Jesus. Jesus is the only way that made it possible for us to be in eternal life and to have what is promised for us. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's something that we all have to, you know, remember what Paul's saying. We're not under the law, but we can't do these things and inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. So the, crucifix, the crucifixion that we would receive is that we put to death all those natural things that are of the flesh that Paul talked about in, his, in that paragraph. Um, all those things are the things that we do away with. If we are in Christ, we do not keep doing that. But as Paul acknowledged in other letters that when he was talking to other people who are Christians, he goes, some of you did all those things, but you don't do that now because you're in Christ. And that's the way the natural transition that happens when someone surrenders and the Holy Spirit begins to work in, in someone. Chapter six, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. 
If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the, wor- in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please the flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. See what large letters I use as I write to you with my own hand. Those who want to impress people by means of the flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised keep the law, yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, to the Israel of God. From now on, let us not from from now on let no one cause me trouble for i bear my i bear on my body the marks of jesus the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you in spirit brothers and sisters amen and that ends galatians